What's going on, everybody? You've got Evan Knowles and Logan Jones here with the Middle Tech Podcast. We've actually got another person on here with us as well uh, in a different location up in Chicago. Uh, my co-founder, Nate Anatomaso. What's up? Bit of a throwback here. I know, man. We all haven't been on the same podcast for a long time. Yeah, it's been a while since we've actually recorded, period, because we had that little break there with, with Popular Ventures, but we made good use of the time. Uh, we got the whole team mm-hmm. together for a treat. So Nate actually came all the way down from Chicago. Where was it New York? Where'd you come in from? I came in from Rochester because I was there for Thanksgiving. Yeah. I flew down and then I drove back to Chicago because that drive gotcha. is so much better than the New York to Kentucky drive. Right. Yeah. So we got we got Nate in here. Uh, we got Nico in from Louisville and then the rest of the team that was uh, scattered about Kentucky being home for the holidays and everything. We got them all gathered around at the cabin in, in uh, Moorhead, Kentucky, and we sat down and had some really constructive sessions, sat around a bonfire, did some hiking. Uh, and just grew closer as a team. So we we made some good good use of our time when we were not recording. Uh, but we wanted to get the whole team together and just kind of recap what we did in season three, uh, where we want to take this thing into season four, and just kind of uh, talk big picture of the vision of Middle Tech and what we want to do with it going forward. You know, we always want to reconnect with the audience and just catch everybody up on where we're at. Uh, and this was a crazy season three. You know, a lot happened this year. We had we had COVID. Uh, we had to go remote. You know, we we had never really done a whole lot of remote recordings, but we had to adapt. And thank God for Zoom. Uh, we had our hundredth <laughs> episode, which is pretty wild to think about. You know, Nate. Uh, you know, we started what two, about three years ago. Yeah. I remember when we got to our 10th episode, I don't remember what it was about anymore, but I remember we published the 10th episode and I was like, holy crap, like this is real. We have 10 episodes. And now looking back, that seems so small. Because podcasts, like what? what's the average length of a, of a new podcast? <laughs> like three episodes Yeah, I was just two? looking at this the other day. It's like 60% of podcasts have one episode. Yeah. It's insane. I mean, it's a, it's a real stamp of credibility to be able to get to, well, this is going to be our 100 and 27th something like that yeah 126 127th episode it's hard to keep track once you get into triple digits uh, but it's something we're super proud of it's so, just a lifestyle at this point yeah let's uh let's go back and recap i'd actually like you and nate to to kind of recap and just give a reminder about why middle tech started in the first place and what it's evolving evolved into today yeah uh so the story just starts with nate and i being at fuji uh yeah. we were at fuji fuji was going very very rapidly uh, it was just a wild story that was happening in Kentucky. And we were going to startup events around town and telling people, you know, we worked at Fuji. Uh, we would be speaking with somebody that, you know, we, we figured would know about Fuji. Um, they're, they're at a startup event. They're wanting to grow the ecosystem. Uh, so you'd think they'd be, you know, plugged into what's going on. But we started to realize a trend, you know, very, very few people, no matter how active they were in the, in the ecosystem, knew about Fuji. And so this continually happened, and at some point it just triggered my mind, and I was like, what is going on here? Like, how does nobody know about Fuji uh, in Lexington, Kentucky, that just went from like three people in an office downtown to 65 people in like two and a half years that raised $4 million? Uh, How does nobody know about this? And so I was just chatting about it with Nate, and Nate and I were like, 
well, let's, let's try to do something about it. Uh, and at that time, podcasts were, you know, really, really starting to, to take off. Um, nothing like they are now. I mean, it's only been, you know, three years later, it's crazy how much the podcasting space is, has grown, but you know, I had already been meeting with a lot of these founders. And so Nate and I were just like, well, let's, let's just interview these people, put a mic in front of them and share it with the community and see what people think. Uh, and you know, we did that and you know, 126 episodes later, uh, here we are and we've got a pretty good size team and everybody's really excited about it. And it's, it's been crazy to see how it's, uh, it's adapted. Um, but it's, it's just been, it's just really, it started as a way to solve that problem, uh, which is, you know, if we're wanting to grow up a startup ecosystem, if we want to have a successful startup ecosystem in the long term, you just have to have more people talking about that ecosystem so that you can inspire more people and educate more people uh, and share failures and things of that nature. Uh, because if you don't do that, uh, then uh, in my opinion, it's actually impossible for an ecosystem to grow at the rate that you know people want it to. Uh, and with technology today, you have to be catching up uh, at all times to what's happening and catch all the trends you can. And if there's no conversation happening, then it's going to be impossible. Um, and so we saw a hole in the market, which is, you know, there was no digital media. There were plenty of in-person events. You know, a lot of people throw in-person events, but nobody was actually putting out uh, quality media. And so that's the, you know, that was the problem we were solving and, you know, we've, we've adapted it and here we are. Yeah, I think honestly, like we were saying, I think what's more impressive is that we've stuck with it than the fact that we started. Like we were already having those conversations. Fuji was such a tight knit group. We were just hanging out, just talking, like drinking beers and just kind of talking about technology and then talking about the the ecosystem in Kentucky, in the Midwest, in Lexington. And one day we were just like, let's just throw a mic in front of us. Like, why aren't we recording this? People need to hear these conversations. And it was one like, cold rainy night in february we both lived downtown at that time i just walked over and i'm surprised the mic didn't get wet in that walk before we even used it the first time uh and we just started talking i think our first was our first episode about 5g maybe yeah um but we just started talking about technology with the mic in front of us and obviously got guests involved and kind of got the ecosystem involved more and more as we continued got great teammates like logan like nico like tj tom Jake, who who else am I forgetting? Like everybody involved, and we'll talk about that more. But I think I think it kind of speaks for itself because those conversations were happening and they needed to be happening, and so that's why we've been able to just grow it because there was such a need for it. Yeah, I remember when I first discovered Middle Tech. Uh, actually, when I I'll take it all the way back to when I first met Evan. Evan came and spoke to one of my entrepreneurship classes about Fuji. And I remember that's how just, I met him as well. Yeah. So like probably the, a year or so before. Doyle, so Doyle you, Friskney. Doyle Friskney. He's, Doyle. He, <laughs> he is the what created Middle Tech almost. Um, what a class. Did you not work at class. Fuji before before meeting Evan? No, that's how I ended up working at Fuji okay. too. So, okay. so I, that's the same thing. I, yeah. Quick little, I guess, side note there. I was, my major was media arts and studies because I wanted to be like a script writer when I was in high school. And then I quickly realized like I need to, to get out of that. So I tried to change my major, but I couldn't. So I just picked up an entrepreneurship certificate. And that was why I was in that class. And there were other speakers, but like Evan, obviously being Evan, just had a different vibe about him. <laughs> and I was just like, I want to talk to this guy. So I went up after his, his talk and then we just kind of connected. And I kind of got the job several months later after staying connected. Yeah. So same, pretty much the same thing. I remember, I think he, yeah. I can remember this very clearly, actually. He left the class and I chased him down, uh, literally chased <laughs> him and caught up to him outside of Willie T. 
and just started talking. I was like, man, I, I love what you're doing. I'd love to get involved in the startup scene. And he gave me one of these little square uh, Fuji business cards. That was that was the first like all right, the here. light blue square. Card. Yeah, 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 yeah. I still have that yeah. business card, which I, I hated those because they didn't fit in my wallet. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, you know, it's not a normal business card. So I couldn't put in my wallet like all my like normal business cards. And so I had to carry around like a separate container of, of business cards. And it wouldn't fit in any client wallets either. Like I, I never got <laughs> trying to be too different. But it took it from there. And then I remember coming back from a road trip after being friends with Evan for a little bit, saw that uh, Middle Tech was a thing now and just kind of dove in and became a really engaged audience member and uh, became friends with Nate and, and got closer to both of you guys. And then when it was time to grow Middle Tech, I uh, was, was lucky enough to get offered by you two to come on and just help in whatever ever way I could. And at the time, I had no idea what that was actually going to be. Uh, but luckily, I had picked up a digital media design minor when I was at UK and that was worth something to you guys. So I started making uh, the social media content and now here we are today. It's naturally progressed into a co-host role. So it's a, it's a story I like telling because it's been a major inflection point in my life joining on to Middle Tech. Uh, it's how I got started at Fuji, which is not Fuji, sorry, uh, Lead Rilla, um, which is a, a company that's growing super fast now. We've grown the team from from five when I first came on and now we're 10 people with, two, uh, with a couple part-time employees as well. Um, so hopefully that'll be uh, a better story than Fuji even. And that'll spin out a lot of people yeah. that got into the community and build and build more things. Uh, so let's let's kind of take this conversation. Let's start recapping season three because that's kind of what we want to do with this with this episode here is recap season three, looking to look at, look ahead into season four. Um, so let's start off by talking about uh, our favorite episodes. So Evan, uh, what would you say have been some of your favorite episodes that we've that we've had during this season? Yeah. Uh, so first one, these are in no particular order. Um, I'd say John uh, John Wilmoth. Uh, mm-hmm. So John Wilmoth and I had a um, you know relationship prior to him coming on to the the Miltech podcast. You know we had uh, known each other from from Elizabethtown, and I had reached out to him just to to build a relationship there because um, I just I wanted to learn more about the the venture capital space and knew he was one of the key players in this region and uh, had heard great things about him. So I wanted to make sure I reached out and uh, he came on the podcast eventually, and that was an awesome episode. He's just a very uh, wise, wise man. Um, he knows uh, a lot because he's got amazing experience from from his background at, at Nextel, um, and he's taking that experience and uh, helping startups now uh, in the community and funding them and, and helping them grow. Uh, and so he had a lot of great advice uh, and insights into the community that you know, frankly, we didn't know. Um, you know, like the Zermed story and uh, many other exits that just like we have been saying haven't gotten that publicity that. Uh, they deserve. Uh, so he's been in this this space for a long time, and so he had a lot of great wisdom. Uh, Kyle Green was another great episode. Uh, so Kyle Green is at Handle Global. Uh, I think he's just an amazing entrepreneur. Uh, he spent you know his career prior to Handle getting you know very crucial experience in the healthcare industry uh, that allowed him to identify major inefficiencies uh, because he was in that uh, space and right in the middle of it, he was able to identify those uh, and and start a company to help solve them. Uh, and I think the way that he's approached his career and approached Handle um, has been very methodical uh, and, and calculated. And um, you can tell in the way that Handle's run and the way that he speaks. Uh, and I just think he's going to be a really, really successful entrepreneur uh, here in Kentucky for a long time to come. Uh, our 100th episode was obviously pretty special uh, because it was uh, our, our 100th episode, which is a pretty big milestone. Uh, but our guest, I thought, was uh, one of the most high-profile guests we could we could probably get in Kentucky, period. Uh, his name is Mike Davis. Uh, he's the Apris founder, uh, which is at this point, you know, probably v- valued over a billion dollars. Uh, they're doing 
you know, over 200 million in revenue and they've built an amazing big data business, you know, right here in Kentucky, uh, which, you know, Kentucky is not known for uh, technology, really, uh, let alone, you know, big data, uh, big data. You, Whenever you hear that, you'd expect to hear that, you know, taking place in Silicon Valley or Boston, something coming out of MIT, uh, but it's happening right in our backyard. And they're one of the premier big data companies in the entire world. Uh, so I think that's, you know, a really cool story. Uh, and the way that, that that company was founded was just amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really encourage everybody to go back and listen to that episode. And I'd say my fourth uh, would be Ethan Gill. So Ethan Gill is a personal friend of mine from and, and Nate as well uh, from mm-hmm. Fuji. Uh, so he was one of our developers. He was the lead iOS developer at Fuji. Uh, and now he is a developer at Facebook. And he's about to move to New York. Very, very talented engineer. One of the smartest people I know. And we just got him on and just just chatted about technology wasn't necessarily uh, too structured of a conversation, uh, which I really enjoyed because I could mm-hmm. sit there and riff all night uh, about technology. And we, you know, Ethan's one of the people that, that come to my bonfires. And uh, we spoke about that briefly on that that episode. And it's just a very natural uh, conversation with with Ethan because uh, we, you know, we both are passionate about technology. So that was, I'd say those are my my, my four favorite episodes in, yeah. in no order. Yeah. And I agree with you. I think all of those were, were awesome episodes for me. Um, my, my three favorite also in no particular order. Um, one of them being the new frontier, uh, outfitters episode when we got to go out to the cabin, that was the first kind of experimental episode we did, uh, where it was like, man, wouldn't it be so cool if we recorded like outside with this awesome view, it'd be so on brand. Content looked great. The content looked great. The conversation was great. Those guys are freaking hilarious. We sat out there and and drank bourbon and they were smoking a cigar (laughs) through half of it as well. Um, so that whole episode, I just really enjoyed sitting down with those guys and, those are those are two people that I've seen grow their brand from. Uh, I remember meeting them the first time. It was probably four or five years ago. They were coming to Lexington and setting up in the night market and some of these other festivals that would come around and they were selling their stuff. And, you know, they're just so authentic to their brand. They have not changed who they are at all. Like the long hair, the hats, the the cool looking Appalachian style as they branded themselves is, is awesome. So to be able to highlight somebody that's building that brand here in Kentucky and also do it in a place that was really special to me out at, out at uh, Cave Run Lake. That was just an awesome experience all around. Um, and then we actually, to go into my one of my second favorite episodes, uh, Jeff Rochester, who is the new CMO of App Harvest, or was the new CMO at the time. He's, he's gotten some experience there now. Uh, we went back to the cabin to do this one. And, and for this one, not only did we have uh, Jeff out there to record, but uh, uh, Jonathan Webb came out there, as well as the new Frontier guys, Josh and Jared. Uh, and then, you know, Ramel Bradley, we kind of had a whole crew, uh, that came out there and, and set in live. So it was, that was one of those moments where I was looking around and just kind of seeing the people we had there listening to us and thinking, man, we've created something really cool here. We've created something that people take seriously. We've created something that people see value in. Uh, and that was just one of those moments, you know, sitting there and, and recording that episode where it was, it was just kind of a surreal moment for me. So that's definitely one of my favorite episodes. Uh, and then my third one that I, that I wrote down here was the episode with Adam Van Wingerden of Silver Fern Group. Um, so he was in the ag tech space. And I, I wrote this one down because Adam is just genuinely such a great guy and such a great supporter of middle tech. We've kind of become close friends more so than he's just been a guest on on middle tech. So uh, he now uh, has a remote working membership at Awesome Inc. So we see him around a lot. We get lunch together. Evan and I get lunch with him. Um, and he kind of, kind of constantly fills us in on what's going on in the ag tech space. Uh, so he's been a great friend of ours and it was just that, that episode was kind of our first getting to know each other. Uh, and that was also one of our first, uh, interviews that was in person after going remote from, from COVID. So that was one, one that stood out in my mind as well. 
Uh, Nate, I wanted you to kind of use this time. If you have any favorite yeah. episodes, definitely shout them out. But I figured you'd probably want to talk a little bit about the new normal because that was kind of your baby through through season three here. Yeah, so that's what I was thinking as well. But I want to highlight the the Ethan Gill episode as well, just because I know him personally probably better than than any of the other guests, just from you know being friends at Fuji. And Evan, you said that like that was a kind of free flowing conversation. I think that's what made that one so cool. Just like you could tell like the friendship was there and you could tell that just like the genuine interest in the topics from all sides of that conversation was there. And I think that's something that, you know, comes through in the audio and something that we should strive for more. Not saying obviously we're not interested in topics, but like just that kind of genuine, just like vibing. I don't know if there's a better Mm -hmm. way to say it, but that's something that I love. And I, I think that that really makes the podcast great. And that was an amazing episode to listen to. But talking about the new normal. So that was, you know, I'm, I'm sure I know you guys have talked about it on the podcast, but if people haven't listened, cause it was in a different feed, that was our partnership with Kentucky sports radio, where we talked about how businesses were impacted by COVID specifically Kentucky industries. Like we did bourbon, we did Keeneland, we did all the local breweries. We kind of had fun with the selection of the, the businesses that we were doing. Um, but we just got to interview some really cool people. You know, we interviewed Buffalo trace. We interviewed Country Boy, we interviewed Blue Stallion, Keeneland, um, some great real estate moguls in the area. Um, and we just really got to get their their insights into how this year is kind of shitty, to, to be frank, <laughs> um, but also positive looking statements toward the future. And it was really fun, too, putting it together, because when we were talking to Kentucky Sports Radio and we were going through the interviews and we were going through kind of the content that we had, we realized that it needed to be different than what our normal thing was so we did kind of that narrative style and the best way i found to describe it when i was trying to like tell people what we were doing was like an audio documentary so if you think of how like the documentary is chopped up where it's a clip of this person's interview and then a clip of that person's interview and even though it's it's edited like that it tells one cohesive story that's what we put together and it took a long time to do that um and i'm sure there's better ways that we could do it in the future um but it was just really cool to kind of produce that for for such a local story and it's something that's clearly missing uh in the local media landscape so it was great to partner with ksr it was great to put it together and it just got me so excited for the the talent that we've built around this cause and what we can do in the future um but yeah that was we were working on that from april to november was it like that was almost over a half a year project like it was pretty crazy yeah and that was our first step into that narrative style like you mentioned like that was that was a big undertaking for us and that was one of those things that we really didn't have any experience doing you know we've been doing this podcast for for over 100 episodes at that point Mm -hmm. but we had not ever tried structuring something where we were chopping up interviews and we're we were essentially writing an essay and inserting quotes here and there and then like constructing the audio in that way and i think it turned out phenomenal Uh, and we're actually hoping to continue working with ksr in some capacity so uh, listeners mm-hmm. be on the lookout for that as well. Um, but yeah, that was, yeah. Kudos to you, Nate, for, for doing all that. You made that happen for sure. We we're happy to help you along with that, but you, you guys helped a ton though. You definitely made that help. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, you know, it wouldn't, wouldn't have happened if you didn't have the idea in the first place. So definitely big shout out to you for that. Um, all right. So now let's move on. Those were our, our favorite episodes and projects that we worked on this year. Uh, we made some big strides, uh, just as a company in general. Um, so to start some of the improvements we made, uh, as a team and as a company, um, was production quality increased pretty, pretty heavily. So, uh, COVID kind of threw a wrench in this, but there's a couple of different ways that, that production improved. 
Um, one, you know, so when I started taking over as producer, I did not have any experience, um, as a sound engineer. So a lot of it was just me learning and watching YouTube videos and iterating and doing things wrong and doing things right and figuring that out. Uh, we also got into video pretty heavily in season three. Actually, I don't think we had video up in, until season three. Yeah. Um, so this is my first one I've ever done with a video. Yeah. So, I mean, zoom makes it easy, but for a lot of them, and this is something we're still going to have to iterate on. We'd either be setting up GoPros or iPads in here, which, uh, you know, it could definitely be improved, but to be able to see the team, I feel like for a lot of our listeners kind of gave it more of a personality, gave middle tech a face. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was something that I was really proud of that we kind of stuck with and we were like, all right, we're doing this. And then, uh, it was never, it was no looking back from there. Once we started doing video, it was like, all right, this is, this is what we're doing. Um, and it added, it added a little extra work to it, but I think it was something that was well worth the extra effort. Um, and then we also moved heavily into Louisville. So, that was something that season three was a pretty big focus on. Uh, Evan, I'll let you kind of pick up on that because you were kind of the catalyst for us moving into Louisville uh, just because your your network was was pretty deep in Louisville right when we started doing that. Yeah. Uh, you know, from the beginning, you know, we, we, we called this middle tech for a reason. We didn't call it, you know, Lexington Tech or Kentucky Tech. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've always had a vision of expanding. Uh, and so we started in Lexington. Uh, that first episode was solely focused on Lexington. I don't think we had a, a, a guest outside of Lexington, uh, and that was very purposeful. Uh, and so when you when you start a company, you have to start niche, typically. Uh, if you don't start niche, you're not going to get the traction you need to continue growing. Uh, and we needed that that, that niche in Lexington uh, to get that base of listeners in Lexington. And once we got that and once we knew we had that, we said, okay, let's move pretty heavily into Louisville. And so the season three uh, was when we started to do that. Uh, and so that's... That was a big um, undertaking because it took a good amount of travel. Uh, it took a good amount of additional networking on, you know, our part. Uh, I had a good amount of connections in Louisville, but uh, I still had to, you know, continue to do that. Um, but you know, from our listenership perspective, you know, at that before this season, we probably had you know eighty to sixty percent of our audience was in Lexington. Uh, at this point, at the end of season three, we've got forty-one percent of our audiences in Lexington. 20% in Louisville, and the rest of the percentage is actually around the world. Uh, there's a lot of people uh, in other states that have left Kentucky and want to stay in touch with what's going on in Kentucky. Uh, we have a worldwide audience, mostly because of uh, App Harvest, because you know App Harvest has a lot of connections in uh, you know the Netherlands and Denmark and that whole um, area up there. Um, and so that's kind of what uh, a goal was: is to continue to expand. Uh, in season four, we're going to make a, another effort within uh, expanding. So. You know, our goal was to have about 20 to 25% of our audience in Louisville. And that tells us that's when we're ready to move to another market. Uh, anytime we get a good amount of even distribution in the audience tells us we need to continue to expand. And next, uh, we're going to be looking to, uh, you know, uh, Cincinnati, Indianapolis, Nashville. Uh, so we'll, we're, we're, our goal is to have a regional podcast here uh, that covers, uh, you know, this region of the United States. It's between the coast, uh, but mostly in the, you know, Indiana, Kentucky uh, Ohio and the Tennessee area. Um, and so that, that's the plan. And we've done a good job executing against that. Uh, we're just going to c- do a continued um, effort there and continue to get high profile guests. You know, as we get more regional, uh, the more we spread out, the more we're going to have to get high profile guests. Uh, and that's going to be a major goal is to continue to improve the the quality of um, the guests. And when I say quality, I mean, you know, just the, uh, the stage of the company they're in, uh, the network these people have, uh, the the ability for them to execute uh, at a high level, uh, so they can pass on you know these learnings to the region, 
Uh, so our guests will continue to improve over time. Uh, and, and that's, that's the goal there. Yeah. And that's not even to say that any of our past guests are not super high, high caliber. We just want to start getting less. I, I think a better way to say that is like, we want to start getting guests that are further along in the process of building these, these larger companies have had more recognition mm-hmm. and maybe more people recognize who they are when they come on. Uh, but something that I just kind of want to highlight, just good memories here is Evan and I going, packing up all the podcasting gear and, and going up to Louisville. That was a pain in the ass a lot of the time, but man, I would I would not trade those trips up to Louisville for anything. A lot of the time, so we have we're lucky enough to have a connection here at Awesome Inc. Actually, who owns a Tesla Model X, and he'll let friends and family rent it out for for pretty cheap. So we'd rent out the Tesla and drive that up to to Louisville on the self drive. It drove us. Yeah, it drove us up to Louisville, and man, just like being in the I Tesla, didn't know that. That's dope. Oh God, Nate, it was so cool. We'd have that Tesla, and it'd be on on autopilot, and we'd be listening to like cool music, and we'd be doing this cool tech podcast and that was one of, that was another one of those moments where you just kind of look around and you're like man this is so freaking cool like what we're doing here is just yeah it's fun and this is i'm passionate about this um so those were just always great memories going up there packing all of our stuff up into story louisville um recording there late night going and getting like mcdonald's or chick-fil-a or, or something like that to to nourish ourselves before and after the interviews um and that's just one of those things that that took a lot of extra effort to do that um and I think some people will look at that, you know, we're not getting paid for doing this. And some people are going to say, you drove an hour at 6 p.m. to go up to Lowell and record for an hour. And then you drove back. Like, why in the world would you do that? And I just I, I say that because I want people to realize how passionate this entire team is about solving the problem that we're solving. And I said this when we were on retreat. Uh, middle tech kind of has a superpower because we don't rely on revenue to keep this thing going. We rely purely on passion. Uh, I mean, yes, we want to get revenue and we're working towards monetization. We'll touch on that more here in a minute. But the superpower of middle tech is that everyone is so passionate about solving the problem that the only way this dies or anything happens to it is if like all of a sudden we just quit caring about what we're what we're doing. And that's just I don't foresee that ever happening. Um, One of the big differences there is all of us are actually in the startup space. Exactly. You know, we're we're actively working for startups. So by default, we we have to be passionate or our day to day work. Wouldn't be, you know, satisfying us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, because we have that experience and because we're living, you know, the startup lifestyle every day, we're able to talk about this stuff on a, at a different level than other media companies are even capable of. Because most journalists, they've never done what we've done. Um, and so we've yeah. got an edge there and it's an edge of experience and passion. Uh, and so that's really important for us. And that's what's going to you know continue to take us uh, and grow us into the future. Yeah. And then, uh, okay, next point we've we've gotten into, I'm just going to say more content in general. So the first step to that was more blogs. Um, we brought on, Mm -hmm. uh, Tom to, to start, to start doing that. And he has absolutely killed it. So Tom is, is a law school, a law school student up at U of L and Tom Monarch. Yeah. Tom Monarch. And he is just an absolute, uh, beast of a writer. He somehow cranks out these blogs while still being in law school, which just tells you how good of a writer he is to be able to, to write as quickly as he does. It's, it's funny because I, I went to high school with Tom uh, and Tom and I actually never really spoke in high school. Uh, we had, you know, a couple times because uh, we were, we did track together and we knew each other from that. And I think our lockers were kind of close to each other because K and M are, are close to each other. But, you know, we weren't actually, uh, I would say friends in high school. Uh, I was just, I was, I was pretty quiet, but it's just funny to see the connection later down the road. And he reached out yeah. uh, when he saw us, you know, looking for writers. And I just thought that was awesome. So it's it's cool to like reconnect and you know become friends with somebody that you know I knew for prior, sure. and then lost that connection, and then 
uh, you know, now he's on the team and he's he's killing it. So that's yeah. that's been cool. Absolutely. And he's like a machine. It's like he he posts those drafts like every day in our Slack channel. And it's like another like two page paper you just cranked out last night. I know. It's <laughs> like it's absolutely wild. it's remarkable, which tells me he's probably gonna be a great lawyer one day because yeah, that involves sure. a lot of reading and writing and understanding <laughs> and yeah, he's absolutely killing it. I could never be a lawyer, by the way. No way, no way. The, the, my, the studies they have to do and the oh way that God, you know, that, that degree set up, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Joseph, so my, my roommate Joe Pro, who's good friends with Evan and I, he uh, just finished his finals week like last week, which is I just don't see him. He like disappears and all he's doing is reading and watching lectures. And as soon as he's done with it, the very next day, he's picking up this book about uh, re- investing in real estate. And he literally reads the entire book in like a day. And I'm like, you're just you're just built for this. You're just cut from a different different cloth. You just love you genuinely yeah. love reading that much and, and understanding and comprehending. So, so kind of a tangent there, but uh, that's just to say, you know, people in law school, that's just what they're they're kind different, of up to different do. animals. We have different a lot of animals. law school friends, and I just yeah, it's impressive. It yeah. really is. Um, but another another thing that we started doing was we got into TikTok. As reluctant as as Evan <laughs> and I seem to be, we talked a lot of shit about TikTok and all the controversy that oh, was going on. I am on. big on the TikTok train. Yeah, so Nate, I kind of want you to talk about it because you've been our you've been our little TikTok star. You're starting to get a lot of attraction uh on the Middle Tech <laughs> TikTok page, so you've you've really taken to it and you've started killing it. So I would encourage listeners to check out Nate on on TikTok. Yeah, where do I start with TikTok? <laughs> I mean, with Middle Tech we've we started posting. I've been trying to post every day cuz TikTok is such a volume game. Mm. Cuz I mean, you guys have talked about it on the podcast, you've talked about it on your your weekly updates, but it's just it's all that algorithm, you know, what who can your content get in front of? So we're trying to grow the audience there and we're just trying to get in front of as many tech interested people as possible. So I've just been trying to post every day. It's like you have to speak differently on there, like just speed this podcast up like twice. And then that's how fast I talk on TikTok. Um, but it's fun to create. I'm so long on TikTok as a platform. I know me and Evan got an argument this summer about it. Uh, it's just I don't know. I, I know people that work there through my like day job. But I just think like that algorithm is is what they're their piece of gold is and it's so cool to see anybody just scale their audience as, as long as they niche down enough so we're hoping to get that midwest tech audience um if you have any stories that you think would be cool to cover just send them our way um but we're excited to get more of the team on there and just kind of put a face to our personalities um in a more short form uh piece of content there and just see what we can grow. Yeah. I reluctantly I, made my own TikTok account now. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to make it personal. I'm only using my middle tech one. Oh, what uh, they know about me is scary. Yeah. So I like to talk about TikTok. I don't, I don't use it, but TikTok's really interesting just because it took the technology space by storm. And the reason it did, yeah. and you know, I've, I've, I have studied uh, TikTok and the reason TikTok is so unique is it's the first application that's ever existed that's actually just pure artificial intelligence. There's nothing else that you can actually interact with on TikTok that's not artificial intelligence. And we've never in- interacted with something like that. Google is probably the, the most artificial intelligent company people interact with, but the entire user experience yeah. is not artificial intelligence. TikTok is. And so what TikTok is, is it's just a, a screen that basically mirrors your mind. And people don't think of it that way, but it's actually what it is. It's just artificial intelligence learning about you and then mirroring what's on your mind. And nobody's ever interacted with something like that. And it's basically, um, A16Z had a really great podcast on this that I encourage listening to. It's basically, uh, it's, it's one of the first applications that 
the entire user experience was designed with artificial intelligence in mind. So Facebook and Instagram yeah. were not designed with artificial intelligence in mind necessarily because the, you can interact with a lot of things on Instagram and a lot of things on Facebook. But on TikTok, the yeah. second you open the app, it starts playing a video. So you actually don't have an opportunity to interact with anything other than artificial intelligence. And that's never happened. And that's why it's picked up so fast because it learns about you and provides you this content. Um, and it's just a really unique application that's blown up. Um, and that's one of the reasons that, you know, personally, um, I've been hesitant to use it because uh, it's just another thing that's going to, you know, take my time away. Um, but I, I do enjoy studying it because it is a disruptive uh, technology and people don't think of it that way. It's very, very disruptive. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, it's very unique and I, I do enjoy talking about it. Yep. Absolutely. People joke about it. And I, I've made the jokes, too, of how, like, you can just lose your night on TikTok. Like, you go to bed, you're saying, I'm going to watch, like, five TikToks and then it's two hours later. And like, yeah, that's a funny joke, but the reason that is, is because of that AI, because it's just picking up every single action that you do. If you look at the comments, if you look at someone's profile, if you share, if you, whatever you do, and it's just like building this profile and you can serve you the perfect content. And that is scary as like a time waste, but what does that mean for AI in the future? Like, are we just going to interact with it? all the time constantly and not even realize it. I don't know. Well, that's already we happening. We could have a whole podcast about that. That's yeah. already happening. You know, if you really think about it now. How so? Well, I mean, people don't realize that like whenever you, you know, use a Spotify playlist, you know, and it's suggesting yeah, music. That's like true. there are so many things. Just constantly listening. There are so many algorithms that construct your day to day that, you know, you don't even think about it anymore. Now, is it on the level of what you were just talking about, you know, where it's just ubiquitous and everything is that way? Not yet, but people actually don't realize that a lot of things that are going on uh, in the background are just artificial intelligence. And, uh, you know, that'll continue to, you know, shape the way we interact with each other. Yeah. And that's, mm -hmm. we're, we're almost getting into the discussion that we had with Ethan Gill. We talked a lot about uh, all of these kind of tech ethic issues. Um, yeah. So I would encourage, I would encourage you to listen to that episode if you're listening to this. And I would also encourage you to go and watch The Social Dilemma on Netflix um, because a lot of what we're discussing here, uh, the, the time sink and the way we're, being addicted to our technology is, is covered in those episodes. And it's something that's really interesting and something that I want, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you should, you have no excuse to not be aware of it. You should be following all that stuff pretty closely. Um, so to, to recap one last thing here in season three, uh, something else that we did that we, we have to highlight here for sure is adding on to the team. So we are now a, a team of mm -hmm. 10 people who are helping to push this company forward in some way or another, actually about to be 11. Um, as we bring on uh, a production intern here, here shortly. Um, in, in early 2021. So in season three, we have added Jake Spencer, uh, Tom Monarch, Weston Lockhart, uh, TJ Barnett, and Justin Hall. Um, and let's just kind of recap their episode or their roles real quick uh, and what they're going to be focusing on. So Jake, who has been with us uh, actually through all of season three, I think right uh, between the transition of season two to season three is when Evan and I met Jake and brought him on. He was previously an, an intern at Awesome Inc., uh, and killed the design there. And, and we brought him on to handle all of our design stuff and a lot of our social stuff as well. Um, and he, he did that. He took that and ran with it and uh, iterated on design. And he's the reason that a lot of our stuff looks as legit as it does today. So he, he took a big uh, responsibility off of my plate and helped uh, kind of elevate our entire design uh, and brand of Middle Tech. Um, we mentioned Tom, brought Tom on to do all the blogs. Uh, we've, we've given Tom his, his shout out for sure. He absolutely kills it with the blog game. <laughs> 
Uh, Weston. So this is an interesting one. Weston yeah. is coming on. I'm actually going to let Evan talk about this one because this is this is kind of this is the first time we're yeah this is the first announcing this, official thing. We don't have to announce it officially. We can kind of tease at it, but I'll let Evan decide what we want to do. Here. Yeah. So Weston's story is actually identical uh, to yours, Logan. Mm-hmm. Um, so he reached out to me on LinkedIn after he listened to one of our episodes. I think it was the episode where I was talking about how the culture here in Kentucky is uh, very conservative and that's going to have to change. Um, and he really resonated with that. And so he reached out and said, Hey, let's, let's get coffee. We got coffee. I just was, uh, you know, immediately realized this is somebody that, you know, I would be you know good friends with. Um, we have a lot of the same ideals about Kentucky and especially Lexington, uh, how we want to help grow the city and just our interests really align. Uh, and, and Weston and I are, you know, at the same point, um, really, uh, as our age, um, and within the real estate community. So, um, Weston's in commercial real estate. Um, he's absolutely killing it. He has a lot more experience than I do in real estate. Um, but we had connected over the fact, like I said, we want to grow Lexington. And one of the ways we want to do that is to own real estate here. Um, and, you know, we've got a project that we'll touch on here in a second uh, that Weston's coming on to help us with. Uh, but yeah, Weston, Weston joined the team. He just reached out. Uh, we continue to show passion. And then eventually uh, when we start talking about expanding um, our operations and expanding our content, which again, we'll talk about here in a second, uh, Weston was the first person that came to mind as somebody we can lean on that wants to help grow the community. Uh, and I think he's going to be a killer podcast host because mm. uh, of his personality. And he's a, a very knowledgeable person in the real estate space. Uh, so he's he's a great addition to the team. Yeah. And go ahead and go ahead and take it into TJ as well, because you've been both you and Nate have been friends with TJ since Fuji days. Another, yeah, so, another Fuji Mafia member. Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've talked about this several times on the podcast, but I think Fuji will go down as you know one of Lexington's most culturally relevant things to ever happen. I, For sure, I could without confidently doubt, say that without a doubt. The company I'm working at now has two ex Fuji engineers building our product. But yeah, I knew Fuji or I knew TJ prior to Fuji. So when I came to UK, um, I was in the business living learning program, and TJ and I had started a company our freshman year with Michael Lewis, and um, Michael was the mm-hmm. founder and CEO. Uh, Danny Perry uh, was media, uh, TJ yeah. was doing social, uh, and so we had all founded that company together. Sam. Uh, Sam Marks, yep, uh, and we, we, had, we had grown that and that failed. Uh, we learned from that, and then my next thing was Fuji, uh, and then TJ joined Fuji, uh, and so we've, work, we've been working together basically our whole you know, working careers, yeah. um, and he's just very, very talented. So TJ currently uh, is working for the NBA uh, on their social team. Uh, very talented in, in the social media arena. Uh, and so when he mm-hmm. moved from New York back to Kentucky, uh, I immediately reached out to him and said, hey, uh, listen, like, we need you on Middle Tech. Uh, we want to improve on social. Uh, and, you know, you're the perfect person to help us with that. Uh, and here he is. So uh, TJ is a good friend. I'm glad yeah. to have him on the team. Yeah. And then TJ is awesome. We were, sorry, we were both marketing managers together at uh, at Fuji. He's a He's a great guy, first off. And B, he's just like super talented. Like he's basically running. I don't want to undersell it here. Like he's basically running social media for the WNBA and then NBA's 2K League, which is like two crazy like properties to be running social media for. So he's been a great asset to our team. If you've noticed, the social has gotten better in the past couple of weeks. That's why. And hopefully that just can keep, keep scaling uh, in 2021. But going back to that finance, you team that you talked about evan that was like one of our first guest episodes i think we had like i think doyle was our first guest and then we went to uk to the venture lab and then i think you had the the finance you crew on 
and to see like how much more professional this is evan made dinner in the middle of the podcast (laughs) and the oven literally beeped in the middle of it and i was eating like in the middle of the podcast it was a very casual setting we were sitting around the table uh in our in our apartment in park plaza but yeah Yeah, that that was funny that's a good that's a good memory uh all right full circle with him yep and the last teammate uh we'll touch more on him here in a second uh justin hall uh so justin hall is uh one of the main uh people at the awesome boot camp helping run that uh very talented developer very well-known developer actually around the nation and the world for what he's done with uh, bitsource uh and Mm -hmm. you know he's going to be a co-host of a project we're going to talk about here in a second uh but somebody that we're grateful to have on the team and, you know, another podcast we're going to be starting here soon. But let's let's now transition into the, the final part of this episode and start to wrap it up um, by looking into the future uh, because, you know, the future of Miltech is, is very exciting. You know, we've, we've expanded the team. Uh, we're improving the content. Uh, and we're going to talk about it in a second, but we're, we're monetizing. And we're just putting all that money back into the podcast for, for the audience and, and for our mission. Um, so I already kind of mentioned, you know, one of the things we're going to start doing is, is getting – you know, high-profile guests on from the region. Uh, that's going to be something we, we actively work on. But what we want to talk about most here is um, two or three of the, the new initiatives we're doing on the podcast side of things uh, mm-hmm. into the future. Um, so the first one I want to touch on is what we're calling, oh, by the way, the overarching theme of these, it's going to be part of the Middle Tech podcast. So we release these every Monday, uh, but we're now going to be releasing podcasts on other days as well under the umbrella of Middle Tech Deep Dives. So they're going to be part of our uh, the same series. So if you search Middle Tech on Spotify, Deep Dives will be a part of that as well. I think it's, just real quick, I think it's important to note that Middle Tech is more than a podcast now. We consider Middle Tech a whole yeah. media company. Yeah. So I just want to preface that yeah. Middle Tech is much more than just Middle Tech podcasts. We have huge plans going into the future, and these three that Evan is are, are going over right now are, are just the beginning of what we want to turn mm-hmm. this into. Yeah, so... Uh, the first one we want to talk about is uh, we're doing a developer deep dive series. So through my own personal experience being in the tech space, uh, becoming friends with a lot of developers from Fuji and just uh, in general, I started to realize that, you know, that community is very fragmented as well. Engineers, you know, naturally pretty quiet people. Um, and, you know, they are superheroes. Like when you talk about startups and technology that doesn't exist without developers. And I just never got the sense that developers in Kentucky were treated as like, superstars or rock stars or just like generally like cool people and they they really are like they're the coolest people i know and it's just they just don't get enough attention you know there's no uh media stories coming out and you know the herald leader or any uh the courier journal or anything about developers you know they, you know they get absolutely zero totally attention the radar. but they're building all of you know mm-hmm. kentucky's most important companies right now you know young brands i have my my co-founder in my current startup and somebody who's a very talented developer here in kentucky kendall Y. You know, Yum Brands is turning into a tech company. And every company, especially after this year, if you don't become a tech company, you're dead. And the only way to become a tech company is to have developers on your payroll. And we've got to start like talking about developers like they're like they're rock stars, like I said. And so what we're doing with this developer deep dive series is we're gonna be having developers on from the companies we're already interviewing the CEOs of and just dive into their tech stacks, dive into what the decisions are that they're making internally to build a successful tech company. And Justin Hall is going to be doing that and just kind of nerding out with them um, over development. It's not something that, you know, the general audience is probably going to be you know, super interested in. I encourage you to listen to it, to learn more about development. But what we're trying to do here is target 
um, a certain part of the demographic within Kentucky that are developers and give them a way to have more conversation about what's being built here in Kentucky so that they can get more excited about it. But one of the more important things about this is to build a thriving developer ecosystem uh, in Kentucky where if somebody doesn't feel like they have to graduate college and leave Kentucky because there's a lot of really cool things happening in Kentucky uh, technology-wise that people are just not hearing about because something like middle tech hasn't existed in the past. And so when somebody that's taking computer science or computer engineering or electrical engineering and they're graduating UK or U of L, I don't want them to leave Kentucky. And one of the ways that we want to combat that is actually have more conversation about what's happening here so that they actually have a reason to stay. So we're doing developer deep dives, uh, something I'm super excited about. And again, Justin Hall is going to be um, hosting that. Um, another deep dive series, as I mentioned, we brought on Weston Lockhart to the team. Uh, and this one was you know, a personal idea that I had. Um, I went on a retreat with some friends, totally different retreat outside of Militech, and we had begun talking about, I gave a presentation on you know, why people should uh, build a media brand uh, around their passions. And one of the areas um, that I'm passionate about is real estate. Um, I really enjoy real estate and just, just studying it. Um, and again, the exact same problem that I had with uh, the startup and technology space existed in the real estate space. So I had to you know, get... Uh, get dirty, get my hands dirty, and actually go and like shadow home inspectors and just network really hard uh, and get coffee with a lot of people. Uh, but as I say about you know middle tech and the startup space, most people are not willing to get coffee uh, from people that might end up being their mentors or to learn. They'd much rather just consume media and learn that way. And that just didn't exist mm -hmm. you know in Kentucky either, um, especially in Lexington. Uh, so what we're doing with real estate deep dives is just diving deep into some of the major developments around Lexington, you know, the Rep Arena development, the um, convention center, the park, Lex Live, Hamburg, uh, the city center downtown. We're talking to all of the, the developers that put these things in place. You know, these are real estate moguls here in Kentucky. We're going to be getting them on the podcast and learning about their strategies, learning about what they've uh, made as mistakes, what they've learned through their career, but more importantly, looking into the future of what Lexington and Kentucky is going to look like uh, from a real estate perspective. Um, and so those are two deep dives uh, that we're going to be start doing here uh, in, in 2021. Uh, and then Nate, talk briefly about, you know, the narration uh, and kind of narrative style podcasts and, and where we see that going. Yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunity with that. And, you know, maybe it's woven into a couple of these topics and maybe there can be entirely new stories that we haven't even thought about. But I think the narrative format allows you to really, you know, not to use the same term, dive deep, but it allows you to explore a topic in a way um, that you just, you can't really do in just one, you know, straight interview like we're doing now or one straight conversation. So I'm excited for the future of that. And we, we have the talent to do that. And when the right story pops up, like it did with COVID, um, I think that's something we're going to jump on and people can expect to see some more uh, audio essays or audio documentaries coming from us because they're fun to put together and they shed light on some really cool stories. Uh, the other thing that I think we need to talk about um, is a possibility for outsourced podcast production, which has been something we've been thinking about since the beginning of Middle Tech. Yeah, I I do want to touch on this just from my perspective, and you know, you yeah. guys can can pick it up after that. Uh, as somebody that you know is is deeply in the sales space and has studied the sales space and um, really enjoys that that space, uh, sales is all about telling stories and, and resonating with people and just connecting with people. And there's no form of media that's better than that at podcasts. 
And so if you're a company, if you're a startup, if you're any size company, if you're an enterprise or just a brand new company, and you're not considering starting a podcast, I would say that you need to. Like, I actually don't think in the future you'll have a choice because you have to connect with your customers. Yeah. You have to connect with your potential customers. You have to connect with all of your stakeholders. And the most genuine and pure way to do that is a podcast. And so what I think you know, in the future, a major part of sales strategies will be producing good quality podcasts. A lot of the, a lot of the successful companies I follow produce their own kind of podcasts because it's just a way to consume their, uh, their subject matter really easily and seamless no matter where you are. You don't have to be at your computer yeah. you know, watching a webinar. You don't have to have a, a pitch deck downloaded. You could be driving around, listening and learning about a product learn about a team behind a company that you're thinking about um, investing in or thinking about, uh, you know, purchasing their service. Uh, and if you want to do uh, that as a company, we want to help with that. Uh, we have done a ton of episodes now. Uh, we know how to produce podcasts. Uh, we have a lot of salespeople on our team that are, you know, have grown sales teams uh, that are growing sales team, managing large accounts. Uh, we know how to produce a podcast and we think we are going to have a special uh, angle on producing podcasts for the purpose of sales. So companies like Handle Global uh, and, and startups that are growing and have an, enough funding to potentially do a podcast, you know, they might not want to do that in house. They might want to do that outsourced, and you know, that somebody like Militech could could help with that. And I just threw out Handle Global as an example. Yeah, um, I'll speak on this from my perspective. I think Nate's going to have a good perspective on this as well, uh, just in the terms of the value that Middletech uh, is able to provide when it comes to outsourced productions. You know. I feel like when people think, oh, I want to start a podcast, in people's minds, they think it's not that hard to actually start a podcast. It's like, how difficult can it be to sit a, sit a microphone in front of you with some friends and get after it? Um, but there's just a whole lot more that goes into it in terms of like the software you have to have, the equipment you have to have, uh, the mm -hmm. know-how to get it posted everywhere and the so and the, the different services that we use to actually get that podcast out there. But more so than that, I think we're going to be able to provide a lot of value in like the consulting area of, of getting a podcast off the ground, yeah. because it's something we literally have 127 episodes that we can point to and say, Hey, we have iterated and failed and done well. And we know how this whole dynamic of, of creating a podcast goes. And we can kind of be an, an almost advisory board for someone who wants to get a podcast off the ground. So I think that we can provide a ton of value when it comes to helping somebody that wants to outsource a podcast to us. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it. The, the way I've kind of been thinking about it is with services like Anchor, where you can literally record on your phone, like it is easy to start a podcast, but it's really, really hard to do a podcast well. Same with social media. That's why marketing agencies still exist, even though you can get on your phone and post on Instagram right away. Like to do something well, it takes a lot of expertise. And that's something that we have. It's also something that I think people have recognized and people have come to us already been asking about this. We've even had a client in the past that we've done it for. Um, so I think that the the opportunity is there. And Evan, like you were saying, is going to be expected. I, I know back in the day, companies were like, do we really have to get on social media? Like, we don't want to post tweets. Do we have to do that? And now if a company's not doing that, it's like, do are they still operating? They What's dumb? going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like the, podcasting is going to get there, whether it's next year or the following year or whenever. And just having that expertise in your corner is going to be beneficial. And we don't mean to turn this into a sales pitch now, maybe in the future. Um, but we're excited to have those capabilities and, and help in the same way that the podcast helps local businesses. We want to do that with this as well. It all ties into the mission 
of of helping the startup ecosystem there in Kentucky. Yep. And, and that's one way we're you know hoping to monetize what we've been building you know, all yeah. along. And it's beneficial. Yeah, which is uh, you know the last point we wanted to make before we wrap this up is you know. We, we didn't do this. You know, as Logan said earlier, you know, this was never for the money. You know, we're solving a major problem here in Kentucky and in this region of the United States. We're passionate about it. Uh, if we never got paid, you know, we'd, we'd still be doing it. But one exciting thing that has happened uh, that we've been working towards uh, and had delayed because of COVID uh, is we're starting to monetize. Uh, so in season three, uh, we had just started to see our audience grow, uh, you know, pretty substantially. Uh, we had gotten so many you know, words of, of recognition and just people really resonating with what we we're doing uh, that we said, okay, well, you know, let's just start having some conversations with people and seeing if there's an opportunity to monetize here, get grants, uh, get sponsorship. Uh, and so one of the things we did at the retreat a couple of weeks ago is we said, let's, let's set a goal for ourselves to, to monetize. Let's set a lofty goal just so we have something to aim for. Uh, and let's, let's see what we can do. Let's reach out to some companies and, and try to get sponsorship. And something actually, you know, crazy happened, um, which is amazing. And it speaks to the uh, how awesome this community is here in here in Kentucky. Uh, we had several people just come inbound and say, you know, hey, we want to be sponsors. Uh, we love what you're doing. You reach an audience that is hard to reach, uh, and we want you to, you know, sponsor or promote our brand. Um, and you know, we are actually almost halfway to our goal that we we set at retreat, and we <laughs> thought that goal was was pretty lofty. You know, having no monetization to go into monetization, and we're almost you know halfway to that goal. Uh, which is pretty crazy, and the season hasn't even started. You know, it's been a couple of weeks from the time yeah. we set that goal. Uh, so it's very exciting stuff. Uh, and just so everybody knows, uh, you know, any sponsorship money that we that we get is just going right back into the product. It's going into mm-hmm. improving the production. It's going into ads to reach a larger audience. It's going to all kinds of things that are going to be useful for us to continue to build a better product. So we're reinvesting, uh, and we'll see where it goes. Uh, but it's really exciting stuff. Um, and one of the reasons that we're starting to to get this the sponsorship is people are catching on that we reach probably the most the hardest to reach demographic in the entire media space. Uh, we reach um, our our average listener is uh, typically uh, between the ages of you know, twenty three and uh, forty, and they're very high net worth individuals. Our average uh, median income of our podcast listenership. That is about $78,000, $78,000. The shout average out, shout out to pod chaser for that data. By yeah. Way. Yeah. That that's huge data uh, that we can use the average, you know, the median income in Kentucky is like 45, 43, something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, and, and our, our audience is CEOs, VPs, executives, founders, people wanting to be founders, just really, you know, again, the median income speaks for itself. We're reaching a, a, a very rare audience uh, because of the topics we're talking about. So people, uh, that are that are B two B in this region uh, are starting to catch on to that, uh, and we're starting to get some some sponsors, mm-hmm. which is which is really cool. Yeah, and then yeah, and at the same time, I want to say like we're not exploiting that audience either. Like everybody that we partner with for a sponsorship is people that a we know as a group already, or b we truly believe can benefit that audience. And I think that's something to highlight because everything we do, like we said, is for the community even exposing them to to new potential partners through the sponsorships. Yep, for sure. And then one last thing I want to say about monetization. Uh, we got into hats this season. Evan and I went and delivered some hats. Evan even got a boot on his car delivering hats. 
Yes, that is. Yeah, I, I, that's a hell of a story, which we've told on. I, I, I forget <laughs> yeah, which episode. I forget which episode that is. We might have to insert like a little a little listener note in there to, so they can go and reference it. But anyway, uh, we want to get heavy into merch uh, here in this in season four as well, and have uh, allow our our listeners to be able to go out and rep our brand. We have lots of our friends that wear the middle tech hats around. It always makes me feel so supported and so cool when I see other people wearing the the middle tech yeah. logo. So thank you guys for everyone that has a hat. Um, be looking out for more merch to come out here. I so, want a Patagonia vest. I want a Patagonia vest so bad. I want to be a tech bro. Uh, with <laughs> Stop the, the Patagonia bro Stop vest in the, in the middle tech Mid- logo. Middle tech bro. Middle tech bro. Yeah. Um, okay. So to wrap this up, I just wanted to take a second and I'll let you guys speak on this as well, but just to genuinely say thank you so much to our audience and the people who have supported us through all of this. Uh, you know, one of the things that we did for a retreat, we reached out to our, our audience and our supporters, past guests of ours. Uh, and I, I asked that they send us a video of some words of encouragement to ke- to give our team some, uh, some extra fuel to their fires going into season four, just give a little extra passion for us. And we ended up with like, uh, I forget how many videos we got total. It was something in 15 or 20 and all the videos were so passionate and so heartfelt and I'm getting chills just thinking about it. It's just what we've built here is something that we're very proud of and it wouldn't be what it is without uh, the people that support us. So from the bottom of our hearts and from the bottom of my heart personally, thank you guys for all the support that you've shown us. Uh, and I'll let, I'll let Nate and Evan kind of take us out here. Yeah, that was, that was a really cool moment. You know, a lot of those people were, were personal friends and, you know, we, we, we talk about all kinds of other things, but to hear them talk about, you know, middle tech was, was really cool, really special. And, 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 you know, really, um, it, it, it gave us fuel. Um, you know, we, we have enough fuel, but, you know, it pushed us even, even further to realize, you know, how we're personally affecting these people and, and the region. And, and that was awesome. Um, so yeah, to echo what, you know, Logan says, you know, we do this for the ecosystem. We do this for all of the listeners and, and for the people that are trying to change, you know, Kentucky in this region for the best. Um, because, you know, again, uh, in, in my opinion right now is the time that people have to lean in technology, whether they like it or not. Every business has to become a technology company. So we want to help, you know, fuel that movement here in this region of the United States. And um, that's what we care about most is, is helping to elevate this region's uh, business ecosystem. Uh, and we just really want to continue to do that uh, into the future. Uh, and, you know, we're, we're going to do that. So, again, thank you for everybody that shared stuff of ours on social media. That's bought merch uh, mm-hmm. that, you know, sent in one of those testimonials. Uh, all that is very important to us. And we're very grateful. Yeah, those those testimonials were were motivating, like you said. But I also just want to say thank you. Like we we do this for that community and seeing the appreciation and the dedication to listening and liking and sharing all the content. That's what makes it worth it to keep going. So we're excited to be motivated into season four to keep going and to grow that audience as well. Yep. And so this is going to be our last episode of season three. Uh, it's been such an yep. incredible season, and we're so excited to come back to you guys and. Uh, early January of 2021 uh, with season four and some more big goals to achieve. So thank you guys for listening and we'll see you soon.